0: of Prileman legs vibrates all across Grun's courtyard, making a slow, gentle sound that sounds oddly like the courtyard's namesake. This ceramic circle is surrounded with columned walkways, embedded with roping greenery, and dotted with dozens of rotunda stone automatons with vines connecting each appendage together like muscle. Now, each of these prylemens moves with a different purpose, a different company, a different urgency, across this communal ground, which serves as the centerpiece for the grun module, a floating residential district. From over the edge of the courtyard, across the open sky, which whistles a quiet, peaceful tune, dozens of other floating communities can be seen. A sphere, a star, a diamond that would look like a pyramid if half-submerged underwater. All of these connected to one another by a network of interlocking tubes. Jessar. You are sitting at the edge, extending the round ends of your stone legs as far over the open sky as the flexiglass glass barrier will let you, and watching in glee as small birds dance on the other side. It is many years before the quest friends would have their first encounter with the kingdom, but you aren't aware of that at all. Instead, you're just relaxing. What are you up to today? Okay, Jessar, I know how you work. What responsibility are you shirking right now?
1: I'm not shirking anything. You see, I'm a watcher. I watch the skies for, you know, trouble and stuff and birds. (laughs) birds. <laughs> Sometimes they're one and the same. Exactly. Right, Lehman Watchers, what is what is the marking that they have? It's a band like the sky, like a, a long band on the uh, the upper part of the shoulder as if it was the sky. OK, and you're watching, doing your job. Very important job. Mm-hmm. Very important. Have you seen these birds before? The birds I'm looking at right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's hard to say. I see so many birds, but I hope they're my friends.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, friends are good They're there's so many friends all around. It's one of the nice things about being here in the Grune district, because this is where everyone goes to relax. Oh, wait, you're looking at everyone else and not at the sky again, aren't you? What is around me? Well, as you look around, you see a few a few pebbles. That's what I'm going to call Praleman children. They're pebbles. Oh,
2: I love it.
0: You see a few pebbles running around playing games. They're playing um, packy Stone. <laughs> You've got a couple of scientists discussing research. You notice they come from the red module, some super important module that's been bouncing from place to place lately. And then right next to you, you see looking down at you as if they've been there for a while and you just haven't noticed. Oh,
2: hey, Lakey. Hello, Jessar. Do you know how many ways an experiment can fail? And that is because Lege works in the red module as a failure recorder. Lege's job is specifically to only record things that fail but, like, in explicit detail so that the other scientists can figure out, like, here's what happened, here's how we avoid it. As such, Leike's sediment tattoo is just the no symbol. It's like a circle with the dash through it, but there's an X in each half of the circle that the line divides, so it's almost like the dead smiley face with the X eyes and the little, like, tongue sticking out. It's a sad job, but somebody's gotta do it, and that somebody is Leike.
1: I feel like it has to be at least 18.
2: That's a good guess, but it's wrong. Ooh. Like all oh, my experiments. Ooh.
1: As you say that, A,
0: you look down at an object you have in your hands. The best real-world equivalent right now would be: is it looks vaguely in the shape and purpose of a coffee mug, except in in celebration of your new role, Jessar got you this as a gift because it's not just any coffee mug; it's a coffee mug that has a cheesy line on it that is misspelled and grammatically incorrect. It's just a failure of a mug (laughs) what does this mug say
2: um it says coffee but it's spelled (laughs) c-o-u-g-h-e-e
1: don't talk to me until i've had my morning coffee
2: don't talk to me i'm coughing but it's like I'm drinking coffee like coffee ing. It's a verb now. <laughs> this is getting this is getting very far away.
0: So I'm going to take this back. It's not misspelled. It's not grammatically incorrect. It is just an extremely forced pun, which is anyone who said that in a crowd can attest is the biggest mistake you can make.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I don't know if this will make you any happier, but I found this really cool cloud- Oh, it's gone. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a really cool cloud. It made me- made me think of you.
2: I'm used to disappointment. That's okay. <clears throat> anyway, what brings you all the way out here? Lake Ae stares into the distance. They told me to take a break. That bad, huh? <laughs> Lake <Ae> just <laughs> nods. Everything's that bad. Well then, I'm gonna help. Let's take a break. Um, we're going to take a break that way. And
1: (laughs) Jessar gets up and just sort of like puts an arm around like his shoulder and just points.
2: Let's start here. That's as good a starting point as any.
1: (laughs) Adventure (laughs) and relaxation awaits us. So you make your way further
0: into the groan module. It looks like a cork in a wine if you stuck, like, one of those curly wine things in it.
2: A wine bottle opener? Yeah, a wine
0: bottle opener. So basically what it is, is it is a circle on top, and then it's kind of a spiral leading down, like a parking
1: lot ramp. Yeah. And, like, there are little bubbles off of the spiral. They're, like, courtyards, spherical courtyards. And in one of them, you see a couple of,
0: Hallie, give me an age range...
2: 17 to 24.
0: Okay, you see a couple of college-aged kids playing some sort of
1: game in one of
0: the courtyards.
1: Oh, oh, you'll love this. So the game is called... Stop, there's a knife in my hand. (laughs) Now, I I should probably start by saying there are no actual knives in (laughs) hands. Instead, you take this, like... It's basically like a stick and you try and fling it through this, this hoop we stick in the ground, and someone tries to block it. The rules can get a little bit more complicated when there are a lot of players, because the teams get picked in a very interesting sort of... You know what? You like math stuff, right? I, I never quite understood the rules for team picking, but I'm sure one of those kids will be able to show you. Come on, come on.
2: Okay. Lake A is uncertain, but does not want to diminish Jessar's enthusiasm.
0: So, Lakey, you followed Jessar. How
2: do you do, fellow youths?
0: Jessar says while waving an arm in the air. You followed Jessar into this courtyard and then stop. There's a knife in my hand. But there isn't. No, be cool, be cool, Lakey. Play along. The first rule of improv: no. It's part of the game. <laughs> nah, pal. They're cool. And you uh, see this robot who has these markings. That's basically, it's all black around their arms and around the side of their body. And then two little points stick out next to their face. What I'm saying is that their markings look like a uh, leather jacket with a pop collar because they're the greaser role. (laughs) Because every society needs at least a few delinquents.
2: Like, this is their job. Like, they got a tattoo for it. They were like, you get to be the delinquents who play. I've got a knife in my hand. <laughs> What's your name, friend? I'm Tobias.
1: Was he talking to me or to you? I think he's talking to you. Oh, my name's Jessar. Jessar Rosen. <laughs> Super cool. What about you, Mugbot? <laughs> Mugbot?
2: Uh, Leke is confused by the moniker and furrows their eyebrows a little bit. Holds up their mug, looks into it, and then lowers it. I don't really know. That's all right. Don't need a name
0: to play some stop. There's a knife in my hand. Come around, everyone. It's time to pick teams. I'm going to start and I'll pick Mugbot. That's me. (laughs) It is you. So I need each of you to roll and don't tell me the answer. Just if it is over 10, you will be on the winning team. If it is below 10, you will be on the losing team. And what I want to do is I want to announce this. So a game breaks out of, stop, there's a knife in my hand. The game starts, Tobias throws the stick. He passes it on over the Lakey.
2: Lakey, confused. They they, they catch it, but um, they're kind of used to, to just like going with it and figuring out what to do in situations with very short notice because things explode around them a lot. So Lakey's got the stick and they were explained the rules beforehand and they're really, really good at remembering rules. So they remember that when you pass a stick, you can hold on to it for no longer than 8.4 seconds but if you manage to hold on to it for exactly 8.4 seconds you get an extra 10 points to your team so Lakey does this and then throws it to the nearest teammate and Cassandra
0: takes it but his body checked by Beatrix runs long and slides it on
1: over to you jessar jessar is gonna make quite the steal here and jessar has always been quite good at nailing the shot into the hoop jessar does like a slide on her knees underneath like a tackle from another machine and then just flings it like a javelin through the hoop (laughs) super cool eight points
0: And so the game goes on long, long into the day into the afternoon. The sun is setting as the final stick falls into the hoop. And with a final score of 1,320.2, Team Blackstreet Barbers wins. All right, tell me your roles. Who was on Team Blackstreet Barbers? I was. Leaky
2: was. We were on the same team. Plot twist. (laughs) Wow, Leaky, you did so well. Oh, thanks. It felt good to succeed. (laughs) You were great out there, Jessar. Ah, shucks,
1: thanks. And Jessar's going to do like the anime back of head awkward (laughs) rub.
0: And so uh, Greasers got a grease. Don't know what that means, but they got to do it. (laughs) So everyone heads out. The sun is starting to set. It's getting to be a nice orange. And as it sets, you just start walking around and you start talking a little bit about what
1: you've really been up to lately. Lakey, do you think we're going to be okay?
2: Lakey furrows their brows a little bit. My opinion is biased by the very nature of my work. I only see the ways in which things fail. (laughs) I mean...
1: I try to live my life being happy and all, but sometimes, sometimes I just get a little bit afraid, wondering when that thing is going to come back, if any of our plans will work out. I don't even know what we're really building to fix it, but I hope it'll make everything better. I'm sorry if I made things kind of weird now. I, it, It's scary to watch the skies for that thing coming back when I know if I see it, it'll probably mean that's the that's the end that's the last time we ever get to take breaks or go on adventures or play knife in the hand it's I'm sorry Uh, this was supposed to be a relaxing day for you
2: it was I had never played stop there's a knife in my hand before and I had fun and I am glad that I got to take a break but I'm glad to go back now so that people can still keep playing stop there's a knife in my hand I am not optimistic because of my nature, but there is a weapon. Oh? And I know at least 747 ways that it doesn't work, which means there's a chance we found the one that does. I guess that'll have to be good enough.
1: An alarm
0: starts to let out. No! Across all of Prilema. The alarm does not say words, it does not give instructions, but every single Pryalema knows what it means. This thing made
1: of glass and spider has found you. Is there, is there any way the two of us can help? Should we get back to the, to the lab, or is it time to hide?
2: Lakey's standard expression is glum. Their expression right now is completely neutral. I guess it's time to go back to the lab. Do you want to come with?
1: And shivering a little bit, Jessar is going to nod and say, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind staying with you, in
2: case, in
1: case we don't make it."
2: Leke takes Jessar's hand.
0: You make your way to the red module. As you make your way, the city powers up with light. Those green bands start to illuminate, especially around the tubes in between various parts of the city. As prilemans run from place to place, many fleeing towards other modules. In the distance, you see a series of tubes shoot out in bright light before suddenly being silenced. As one of the other modules in the distance is hit by this large, glittering, obsidian force. And as it gets consumed, all of the light within disappears. As you run, I need each of you to roll a speed.
2: Okay, got another 11.
0: Oh, I got a 7, sorry. Jessar, you are hit by a series of panicking pebbles as they kind of just run into you and knock you over. Leike, you're able to help her out, but in the process, your mug accidentally slips from your hand, and almost like being a wash over a sea is just picked up by this mass of moving bodies and carried somewhere off in the distance, off towards where the blue module
2: would be. Leike watches it go without an expression. I, I'm real sorry that you dropped your mug because of me. I'll help you find it once this is all over. It's not important. I well, only had it in the first place because of you. And I guess with
0: that, we keep going for now.
2: Let's hurry. Yeah.
0: Another part of the floating city collapses as you rush off into this trapezoidal-like building. Unlike the others, which all have people rushing towards them, trying to get from module to module, nobody wants to get into Red because everybody knows where Red is going. You get into this trapezoidal building, make your way up the steps, and you find this small pod illuminated on its outside, like the outside lines of a drawing with this green light.
2: As we're going in, Lakey just wants to, like, stop for a hot second. Are you sure you want to come in? You don't have to.
1: Jessar's just going to nod. I want to stay. I want to help. Lakey nods, and then
2: we'll continue with Jessar in.
0: The force of this pod moving would be enough to knock any human being off of their feet. But you're able to make your way through it fine enough. The most disturbing thing is you can't really see anything. This tube isn't dark. It does have this internal lighting that keeps it alight, but you can't see anything on the outside. After all, why would they make it so that you could see things when you know where the pod is going? But with a danger like this outside, you don't really know where you're going and each twist and turn as you move through the tube, there's a bit of worry that this might be the last sensation you feel. But you make your way up, you make your way into a trapezoidal building into the next module, the red module. This module is a large cube that's split into three different departments. There's one on your left, one on your right, and then one
1: stretching forward. Which one are you running towards? Can I suggest?
2: Yes, please.
1: Let's call it the connectivity department. They work on interfacing all kinds of different things with other things.
0: You follow this line of glittering powder that leads you in the way, not only in its form, but in its words. And you choose out of the three places to go to go to the connectivity department, because that's where that one in 700 something odds item lives. As you make your way, red is surprisingly normal. It's smaller than usual, some pride have left their post, and in the face of something like this, it's kind of hard to blame them. And the rest are acting as if they were doing their regular jobs, because in the face of this, that's all they can do. Although there is a quiet understanding that this is not just any other day. As you get through, you walk up to this massive door that lights itself up with green lights and moves to the sides. You run inside, you see a series of items, and then in the center of the room, you see standing on this pedestal, this long, thin spear with a dull, prismatic tip and various ropes extending out of
1: it. So, is Vespat at 1 in 700?
2: Lake nods, and as they go to pick it up, they'll like move one of the ropes a little bit just tweak it like a little bit and then say there was a similar thing that didn't work in that configuration (laughs) i haven't tested this one yet
1: well guess no time like the present from
0: the outside you start to hear scraping and you hear as more pieces you know as more pieces of the city start to fall, because you can't hear that. You can't hear Prilema anymore. You can just hear the glass. And as the glass gets closer, you can hear the skittering of some
1: small, many-legged thing as well. Jessar is going to take Leike's hand for a bit, squeeze it, and say, So, where do we have to be to use the thing?
2: Leike will point to an elevator as close to it as we can get.
1: She'll nod and head for the elevator. You step into this elevator.
0: A line of green surrounds each of your feet. Most elevators lead somewhere, but this leads nowhere. And that's by design. The elevator goes out and around you, you see the open air. Many parts of the city are gone, just the open air in their place. But almost more frightening are the parts of the city that are covered up in this emptiness. The shadows of the obsidian making it look as if the sky itself had been cut out of frame. As you look above, you see tiles start to reach themselves around of red, the dull ceramic being covered by this glittering obsidian. It reaches down as if multiple fingers curling themselves around red, slowly reaching towards you, and two fingers turn around and face in front of you. The ends of these massive fingers open up, revealing inside of them glass facsimiles of species you have never heard of and one species you are very familiar with. And in front of them, dozens, hundreds, thousands, the number doesn't matter, it's enough,
1: of spiders start pouring themselves out and going straight towards you. Jessar says, let me take the shot. I'm really good at hitting the hoop in Stop, there's a knife in my hand I can, I can do this
2: Lake A will hand Jessar the staff Be careful, we want the birds to come back
1: Yeah, I want that too And then she'll, uh, I guess, rush towards Like, does it look like there's a central figure to this cloud Or is it just like swarms of obsidian automatons There isn't a central figure Not yet In that case, Jessar is just going to go up and stab the first automaton she finds. Just, YEAH! Ah. The black tiles, for a second, are replaced
0: with every color across the spectrum. As the tip of Red's blessing erupts in prismatic light, the ropes around its end suddenly jump to life and start moving around as if a living being on their own right. They reach around you, Jessar, and they reach around you like a wrapping themselves around your bodies and integrating themselves with the vines that go between your appendages. And the light gets brighter and more multicolored until all you can see are these different colors and you feel these different sensations, every color, every taste, every sound that you have ever remembered and hundreds of thousands of others that you don't. Hello and welcome to the announcement break for Quest Friends episode 64, 1 Neon Night Part 6. I am Kyle, your GM, and our intro and outro song are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. For today's announcement break, I got a few big things to talk to you about. The first one is our third year anniversary. In four days, on Friday, September 25th, Quest Friends will be turning three years old. And to celebrate, we're going to do the same thing that we've done the past couple of years, and we're going to have a Q&A stream. During the stream, which will be happening at 7.30pm Central Time, we'll be providing answers to any and all questions you want to ask, interacting with the chat a bit, and then probably doing a, a debrief game. We're actually going to test out Among Us to see if that is something that we, the five of us, can do together, because Emily's computer normally doesn't let her play games, so we're, we're testing things out. So if you'd like to join us for celebrating three years of Quest Friends, you can follow us at twitch.tv questfriends, or just follow that link on Friday, September 25th at 7 30 p.m. Central Time. And if you'd like to submit a question for that, any question you want, our thoughts on characters, behind-the-scenes information, what our future plans are, you can find a link to our questionnaire below. I will be compiling questions through Thursday night, so please feel free to add whatever you want to ask. Additionally, I wanted to do a big, big shout-out to Tom and Hallie for this session, something that I didn't keep in the edited version of the episode, but I think it's important for you to know. Lakey and Jessar were presented to Tom and Hallie literally after the session began. The session began, I did my introductory monologue, and then I said, okay, who wants to play Jessar? And I was able to do that by providing them brief descriptions provided by two of our audience members. So a while back, we asked our audience for prompts, things like their last text, a line from a book they read, their most valuable object. And you will see those manifest over the course of this and next episode. But we also asked people to kind of play around, give a sentence of a character and then send that to somebody else and have them add on to that sentence. And two audience members created paragraphs that would be the characters of Lake and Jessar. And those two audience members are Ding-Bing-Bats, or Ding Bing Bats on Tumblr, and B, or at Ilgakasa on Twitter. So thank you so much for providing the prompts for those two characters. As you can tell, the three of us really fell in love with them. I'm also mentioning B because B will appear in just a few minutes as a member of our name pool. What that means is that I used B's name and I ascribed it to a person, place, or thing in the Quest Friends universe. If you would like to be part of the name pool, just tweet or Tumblr out about the show using the hashtag #QuestFriends. And if I am in need of a name and your name or username fits the bill, you may just hear it in a future episode. Okay, two more quick things. The first thing is that speaking of characters, I've actually started compiling lists of notable names and linking them to each episode, starting with this one. So if you follow the description below, you'll find a link to a Google Doc where I put the names of important places, objects, and characters that are mentioned in this episode and a brief description of each. And I'm going to be doing this for every future episode. I just know that sometimes we throw a lot of nouns your way. So I want to start putting this in future episodes so they're a little bit easier. Easier to follow. And then finally, for anyone who from our 2020 survey had gotten a sticker or book reward, I would have emailed you if that was the case. That has now been mailed out. So if you don't receive that in the next couple of weeks, let me know. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode will be releasing on Monday, October 5th. But if you'd like additional content before then, you can find stories, artwork, and behind-the-scenes insights at patreon.com questfriends. I'll see you there. years later, we are back in blue. We are in the quote-unquote present day, or at least the present day of the podcast. Hop shock has just sat down to talk to the nano spirits and try to figure out if he can far step across what are you doing while shocks having this communication that you can only hear half of like when you're in that awkward situation like you go to college for the first time and there's always that person that's arguing with their significant other on the phone yeah i was that person in college
2: (laughs) thanks for bringing up that memory <laughs> <laughs> so hopper's not gonna like leave obviously he's he's trying to like give shock some private phone call space while well, not wandering too far he's poking around so the they determined that um the tube was broken to the coachman's tree area which is where he really wants to get to
0: the tube is broken and the pod is not powered on
2: yeah we just can't really get it um but he's poking around to see like if there's any writing on the walls he won't be able to read it but he can be like shock please translate this for me afterwards um he's looking for cool stuff He thinks everything here is cool. He's just really happy to be on an archaeological dig.
0: All right. So you're you're poking around and at one point you hear a little like tink of stone uh, beneath your feet as if you accidentally kick something. What did I kick? You see what looks like to be a little fossil. Do you pick it up? <gasps> a little fossil? Yeah. Yeah, you pick up this little fossil. It's this thing made out of maybe ceramic. It's tough to tell because, of course, with fossils, you can only tell like the indentation, right? Yeah. But from what you can see of it, it looks like it was just like a little um, like a mug. I
2: swear to God, Decker, <laughs> the second you're like ceramic, I was like, no, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, it's just a little fossil, of like a little mug or something, which is weird because based on everything you knew, these things didn't. Drink anything. Yeah,
2: they're robots. They did not really need to. Maybe they did culturally, you know? Cultural practices.
0: But it looked it looks identical to like one of the mugs Dad Theo would have in the morning.
2: Dad Theo likes his mugs, <laughs> likes his coffee.
0: I'm assuming you're just you just hold on to it or something. Yeah, actually
2: Hop's gonna pocket it. Okay. Just it's like a cool find. It doesn't belong to anybody, so he's not really stealing.
0: And at that point, Shock opens his eyes, leans forward, and starts breathing really heavily into them. <sighs>
2: Didn't go so well, huh? Uh, So bad
1: news. I decided to cut ties with the nano spirits for now. I don't know if I'm going to be speaking to them again ever, and I don't have any of my magic.
2: Are you okay with how that went?
1: Uh, ask me again in a few hours. I don't know how useful I'll be for the rest of this journey, but... At least I can read the stuff in here. I suppose that's one thing.
2: Well, we'll figure something out. You know, you, your magic doesn't define you. You're you're plenty without it. You know, you don't you don't need to measure yourself by that. Is is what I'm saying.
1: Thank you, Hopperscotch. Although my arms are very noodly, and he does like the arm waving.
2: <laughs> Hopper will laugh a little bit and say, "We'll manage just fine."
0: And as you say that, no, the echo resounds again,
2: no.
0: but it gets louder. And louder. And I need you to roll speed defense. And by you, I mean you specifically, Hop.
2: Hopper, roll a nine. And he's trained in speed defense, and he's got a shield, which is an asset. Yup. I might be specialized in speed defense. Hang on.
1: When did you get all that speed defense training?
2: Uh, apparently never. I am not specialized in speed defense, just trained.
1: Oh, bad luck.
2: Wow, rude.
1: Was it 18 versus 15? Rude. It was a level six roll. God damn it.
0: And the sound gets louder. The and eventually you hear it start to make words as just like a bullet of wind. You just hear, bottles? And hop. You are thrust to the ground by this large force, and you hit the ground for six points of damage. Ow, what the fuck? Above you, you see this oily white giant beard and this man with like these extremely angry eyes he's got this uh glowing vine around him and this man looks at you and he keeps going <laughs> and he raises this pickaxe with blood on it as if he's about to strike it down on top of you <laughs> Humphrey, we'll go. yeah
1: shock is gonna raise the strong glass staff to knock <laughs> that pickaxe away all right shock give me a roll <laughs> Let's spend a level of my effort. I
2: can't fucking believe this is happening. Oh, from everything else tonight, this is happening now.
1: Out of curiosity, how much would a three get me if I had spent a single level of effort? No! You go to swing at this man, and he just
0: grabs your staff with his bloody pickaxe and throws it to the ground. Both the pickaxe and the strong glass staff. So hey, you did well. Except suddenly from behind his back, he pulls out a bloodied shovel,
1: and he swings <laughs> at your face, and
0: I need you to roll speed defense. Jesus
1: fucking Christ.
0: Are you trying to protect against my puzzles? I'm gonna kill you too!
1: Jesus fucking Christ! Uh. Seventeen? A, A shock. Fuck Take you six if you say that's my six. damage. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> Fuck you. So you just bonk. Shock is hitting the side of the head. Shock is impaired. This man turns back to you and he starts like reaching around in, in your, do you have a bag, Hop?
2: Oh, Hopper's trying to get the backpack off. He's going to give this man what he wants.
0: He reaches and grabs the fossil, looks at it, looks at you, leans in super close and says, don't you come back after another one of my fossils, you understand?
2: I didn't know they were your fossils! I am so- I didn't know anybody was here! You know, I just thought it was- I didn't mean to take anything from anyone. I- I didn't think that it was stealing. I'm really, really sorry. And while he's saying this, he's like- trying to get over to Shock because the Shock was just beamed with a shovel.
1: Shock is just lying there on the floor dazed.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hop's gonna, he's like, trying to make sure Shock is okay. So like, to Shock, he be like, hey, hey, are you okay? And then back to this angry stranger and go, again, I am so, so you can take any fossils better are
0: in be that bag. I, I'm a, I'm a these fossils. Truly, so I'm- um, are,
2: are you a collector?
0: i, I collect a collector also. It's of-
2: also, wow, like an avid collector. That's really cool. <laughs> That's a cool interest to have. And again, you are welcome to the fossils that are in my bag.
1: Shock slowly sitting up.
2: Who
0: are you? And as he's reaching in and just looking around, he just turns around and grunts. Ryan, I'm sorry. What? Ryan,
2: is that how you pronounce it? This is a
0: Rock Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. And this man, who I guess his name is Rock Ryan, just grunts in response to this mysterious voice.
2: Rock Ryan, uh, I'm i Hopper. Hopper Scotch. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> For being able say hello. Sorry, I didn't catch that.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. He told me to say hello, but I could not remember the words. And suddenly one of the vines on his shoulder just extends out. It looks like one of the vines that had been alive around from last time Mm -hmm. and extends out and it raises towards you like a perch snake. And this beam of green light, the same green light you had seen around, moves its way up and along the vine and perches on the head, almost as if it forms two eyes. And uh, they, because this character uses they, them pronouns, they look down at you and say, My name is B. It is nice to meet you, Hopper. It is nice to meet you, too, B. And Rock Ryan, last name not identified. Hey, Rock Ryan, last name still not identified. (laughs) I am Cubo, and this is Hopper Scotch and Shock. Oh! Well, it is great to meet both of you. Is the vine still extended? Yeah, the vine is extended. If you reach out your hand, they will, like, shake. That's
2: exactly what cop was planning to do.
0: All right, the light moves back a little bit, causing the vine to just slump into your hand where you can shake it. It's it's one of those, like, loose handshakes. Yeah. We have not seen many collectors since the last ones. And you can't help but eye the blood on the pickaxe and the shovel, as B says that.
2: It sounds like uh, this area is spoken for.
0: (laughs) This area and all areas are spoken for. Every fossil is mine.
2: Well,
1: luckily, we are not actually interested in fossils ourselves. We were just trying to get over to the other side of the ruins and look for evidence. Definitely not the fossily kind of
2: evidence. Any evidence that isn't fossils.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought you two look like posers anyway. <laughs> Fucking wow.
2: The dunk. Yeah go, yeah, go on over there and get yourself killed. Not like I care. Is that an invitation to get my bag back?
0: Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's throwing the bag to the side. Okay, because
2: I, I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> Up, we'll grab the bag and then be- So, uh, Rock Ryan and B. how long have you been here?
0: <sighs> uh, let me interpret- interpret Interpret- interp- let me interpret that. uh Rock Ryan does not know how long he's been here. I have all, all, always? Yeah, I found this thing on a piece of like fire and a glove help me get around the facilities. I thought it was pretty helpful or whatever.
2: Um, from what we have seen, from what Hopper and Shock have seen, is it clear that B is a Prileman robot?
0: B is not a Prileman robot. B is literally a vine wrapped around his neck.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought B had vines on them.
0: No, B is a vine wrapped around Rock Ryan Shanks' fossil. Kind I of. I gotcha. Very similar to Misha's scarf, except B, there seems to be this symbiosis between the vine and this glowing light inside of it.
2: Okay. So so, um, living here isn't a problem? Like you can you can get around and, and open doors and that kind of thing?
0: Yes, it is no problem at all. Unless, of course, we run into the preserve. Uh, the preserve ain't shit, ain't a big deal. Uh, what is that? Well, uh what is What is word? Yes! Oh! That is the word it's a ghost a ghost
1: a ghost
0: ghosts or incorporeal enemies tend to be remnants of long lost bad memories that stick around the place in which they were incurred being incorporeal ghosts cannot be harmed unless they are attacked by things such as esoteries or azure steel
1: luckily shock has oh i do not but L.E.B. has... But uh, she is not here. Oh. Ghosts cannot be fought and
0: should be run away from. <laughs> that is, uh, not wrong. Correct. That is correct. The preserve is a ghost, and it is also an avid collector.
2: Oh, so I assume that you have crossed paths. Then, I mean, you just said that it was the only trouble you had navigating around, right? What do, What is What does the preserve? Uh, what What does it guard? Where does it hang out?
0: The end of the vine starts tapping partway of the middle, as if like someone pointing to their head. Think, think, think. And B says, "The preserve. It is not encounter. En- encounter happens not always." The preserve is, um, not, not always chasing. And B extends out as if they've realized something very correct. The preserve is always chasing. And suddenly you hear another growl. But this one isn't angry and like, this one is quiet, whispering, a gentle demand. Saying things such as...
1: sleep more,
0: Weeding out the week. I did, thanks. My life? Thumbs up! Thumbs up! Thumbs up! Thumbs up! Thumbs up! Thumbs up! And you start hearing these voices repeat over and over as like a cyclone. You hear a rattling of like pots and jars coming from
1: behind you, and you feel something is clamoring its way to you. Uh... I wonder if it might be helpful to continue this conversation elsewhere. Did you say you have a way, say, across the bog, over to there? And he points behind, like he does a thumb behind himself to point at the the pod that's broken and the other module.
0: Oh, there? And the vine that is B suddenly jolts out of view as Rock Ryan just thumps into the pot. He just basically falls into it. And then he pokes his head out and he gestures like, Come on! Come on! B likes you!
1: Shog step into the pod.
2: Yeah, half too. Perfect. Making sure Cubo is there.
1: Yes, we're not leaving Cubo to die.
0: <laughs> you pick up Cubo, you come in, Rock Ryan picks up his shovel and his pickaxe, and he just kind of... You know the thing in a uh, stage where you like loop someone off stage with, uh, with a cane? Yeah. He does that with both of you to help push you in further.
2: Oh my God, I love it. Hopper doesn't. I love it. And suddenly you wonder...
0: Have we made a mistake? Yeah. This is a very stuffy pod. It is very tight fit for 3 people and a giant vine. And the only light is Kubo, who because he's kind of like stuffed under other people because there's no space, his light is really hampered.
2: Is Bee's light on?
0: Yes. But then suddenly you see Bee's light move across the vine and move into the pod itself. And suddenly this light extends itself throughout the sides of the pod, lining it up, almost like it's drawing the outside of a uh, cartoon or something. And Rock Ryan just turns to you and says, Hold on! To what? And Shock, I need you to take a GM intrusion. Okay. Hopper gets the other XP.
2: By default, my favorite kind.
0: (laughs) Each of you roll me two rolls. One is going to be Might Defense, and the other is going to be Might Defense.
2: So they're both Might Defense, okay?
1: An 11 and a 17.
2: I got a 2 and an 18.
1: Okay, I'm not going to have you take any damage
0: because holy shit, you've taken so much.
1: Yeah, we're both pretty shocks and pairs. Yeah, I I think I'm going to need a 10 minute rest once we reach the other pod. Yeah, that'd be great. Both of you
0: are just thrown to the back of the pod as it just rockets forward. It feels as if a rocket had launched, you know, the kind of G-force you get with that, but... In a second, you see, Rock Ryan, who has taken his pickaxe and embedded it in the wall of the pod to hold on to, is just laughing at you as you've fallen back.
2: I forget the noobs. Fuck you
0: too, Rock Ryan. You just feel a lot of things. In the flashback, it was a very deliberate back and forth, you know, as Jessar and Lakey were being thrown around. They were being thrown around as if they were moving from place to place deliberately but in the case of your pod, you feel like you're moving in a stable place for about five seconds, and then you get to the outside where the tube is no longer intact, Uh, and you're kind of free falling. uh, Imagine just in the air, it's surprisingly smooth, like you're free falling, because you are, and then suddenly a jolt as you hit something, and you bounce back and forth, and you like rattle against something and fall down and skid on the bog for a little bit do you say or do anything as you successfully manage to hold your composure actually how do you keep yourself from falling back again because that'll be your second might roll. Is you're able to actually hold yourselves in place a little bit the
1: shock uses the strong glass staff basically just like wedges it in a narrow spot between the and clings onto that.
2: Seeing Rock Ryan shanks Fossil using his pickaxe to keep himself steady, Hop will pop out his forearm blade that he definitely has, that I forget that he has all the time. The
1: forearm blade he's had since the beginning of the game. Since the
2: beginning, yes, his Assassin's Creed forearm blade. He will use it today to keep him steady in the pod.
0: Okay, and we from the outside can see the pod shoot out into thin air. It hangs time for a little bit before falling further and further down. But the very deliberate network of tubes connecting the modules of Prilema are now more of a tangled knot when they all crashed on top of each other. So you fly out and then the pod falls down into this network and actually slides in between two tubes going down that pathway a little bit. It jolts back and forth. It uh, actually hits the side of some of where you wanted to go, some of that Coachman's tree area. It just slides by for a second. We see a bit of, from the inside of what looks to be a mysterious lab with mysterious equipment. We just see, Aah! as the pod slides by, and it eventually gets back into a bit of tubing. But what's more interesting is behind it, we see a series of fossils. These fossils are moving about, but they're not just a coffee mug you see a small stuffed animal. It's like a teddy bear, but it would have been made out of stone. You see notebooks that used to be filled with glittering powder. This weird, cheap looking instrument that long ago would have had these uh, adhesives on it. These like tacky stickers, the equivalent of. All this equipment you see moving in a torrent of like anger and malevolence. Reaching out, forming the shape of what it needs to do. Hands when it crawls, eyes when it needs to see. and as 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 the pod flies out into the air, reaches out attempts attempt to grab it and misses. And as it misses and it reaches further and further, it chases after, but when you get into the tube, it hits it and some of the pieces fly to the side. And instead of pursuing you, the rest of the preserve sweeps back and grabs those fossils, returning it to its mass. Meanwhile, the pod, slowly stops. The side door opens, and the green light
1: returns to the vine. So Shock is going to stagger out of the pod and just say, that's, uh, that's handy. hand Hmm. Human slang I picked up. Uh, it's very useful that you can use the technology of this place. And at the same time, be and
0: Cubo go, Oh, that, that is, is very useful to know. I, I will be, be sure, sure to remember, remember this. this. Although that is a rather peculiar
1: ability. How did you acquire it? Uh, I have always had it. Are you Stratic Life B? Stratic. Oh, you don't deal with any of that now. Nonsense over here. Fuck, Nano. they complete nonsense. Agreed. Do you have any memories before you were a vine? Uh,. Well,
0: no, but I'm not good at remembering. I, I, I don't remember, like, the preserve.
1: Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I have a good friend who had forgotten a lot of things as well. And it's, it's a little overrated. And also categorization, unimportant. Total bunk.
2: I agree, Hopper says, finally emerging from the pod. <laughs> he needed to take a second to collect himself. So when he does, he pops up and his hat is like sideways and he fixes it.
0: And as you get up, Hopper, suddenly with a swish, you like are stopped in your tracks. It's almost like a sword being put like an uh, inch away from your face. The shovel is put at your face and Rock Ryan stares at you and says, What are you doing here?
2: Uh well we're here to find um two 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 things. We are here to find some evidence to help out a friend, and we are also here to find something called Red's Blessing. Have you ever heard of it?
0: That sounds like a fossil to me!
2: I don't think it's a fossil. It's
1: definitely not been fossilized. Can confirm. It's it's a spear. It's got like these cables and ropes and stuff coming off of it.
0: Oh, The, 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 the no room.
2: That is in the no room. Please tell me it's named for some other reason than it's a room we shouldn't go in. That is exactly
0: why it's called the no room. You're very perceptive.
2: Uh, what, what exactly are the dangers in the no room? And Hopper's like trying to like move the sword away from his face and get a little, and get further out of the pod. Oh,
1: that's where the preserve lives. But well, I can't get in there. There's no way you can get in there. Well, we've been known to have some very resourceful ways.
2: Maybe if we work together, we've never all been together before. You know, maybe uh through a team effort we can get in.
1: That's true. I just
0: to get yourself killed. That's what everyone has done before. And suddenly B will pipe up. Everyone, Rock Ryan. We've only seen one, one's, one individuals go in there. Everett. <laughs> but as a group, and Rock Ryan goes and he thinks about it. And he strokes his beard and just bits of the oily like dirt gets on his hands as he does it. Yeah, let me have all the other
2: fossils, right? Any fossils we find belong to you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And he
0: extends his hand out towards you. Shock will shake that hand.
2: Hop is a gentleman who will also shake that hand.
0: All right, so you, Rockbrian extends his hand. Shock takes it. Hop takes it, it as well, kind of puts his hand on top. And then you see this glowing vine thump their hand on top as well.
1: Kubo is also here.
0: And the vine just says, It is a greed. We will team up and we will not, not not die.
2: this recording yeah
0: i'd say let's take a 10 minute break and yeah, come back can we
2: please take a break <laughs> i need to collect myself
0: so that was the part i was going to extend it was originally just going to be uh two robots hanging out and then uh the apocryta attacks and it's like we and then we transition but i was like let's it
1: was really good this part really fucked me up yep
2: I'm te- I teared up a little bit. I've been tearing up a lot, actually. You made both me and Tom cry. Yes,
0: yeah, you made yourselves cry. I just <laughs> did the setup.
2: <laughs> we, did this, we played ourselves. <laughs> we played ourselves! Oh,
1: no. No. <laughs> so, oh. no! How did we play them for, like, 40 minutes and love these two robots so much? Right! Like, that was...
2: <laughs> almost, we had no time with them. What the Birds to But Jessar and Lakey oh. are so pure oh. and I love them. I'm so upset. And they deserved better than the Apocrypha. I'm, I'm out am okay. not. I'm not well.
1: <sighs> so Aegon had to fight just two robots bound together.
2: <laughs> Why would you hurt me in that way? I'm sorry. I have to take this knife out of my out of my gut god. You just stabbed me <sighs> with your with your game stop there's a knife in my gut (laughs) there's a knife in my heart it took me like three tries to make that joke I'm not okay I'm a mess I'm not okay